Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Tom Brady's just about done. It could be his next game he plays, it could be a year from now, but he is going to fall off a cliff. Tom Brady is going to be a bum in short order. Did you see him the last time Brady plays at Foxborough today? Brady's pass. Tom Brady needs to retire. Tom Brady is done. Should Tom Brady retire? Yes, he should. He won't, but he should. He looked terrible this year. He will not really? be in New England next year. Uh. This is what we know. His last two playoff games, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, 13 points. He's getting, he, he's old, so should he retire, Stephen A? Yes, because the alternative is, let me show everyone the TB12 brand works, because I'll play till I'm 100 years old. But he will get diminishing returns, and it will end without glory in some other market. Jeff, this is breaking and coming in as we speak, but we are being told that Tom Brady is expected to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. It is so hard to change a culture within an organization. He has to go and beg a franchise like Tampa Bay, which hasn't been in the playoffs for 12 years, sell them on the idea of taking a fossil that Tom Brady wasn't going to be like most dinosaurs who wound up being extinct, because that's what Tom Brady is, a dinosaur. Nobody wanted Tom Brady. How embarrassing for the supposed GOAT. If the clock didn't run out on Brady midway through the season, you know when it officially struck midnight? When their season ended on a Tom Brady pick six. The, the idea that Tampa, because of their weapons, is going to get some rejuvenated throwback Brady, it's just not what I see happening, and I didn't see the evidence that that Brady still existed last season. Are the Buccaneers Super Bowl contenders now? No way. He's 43. Tom Brady is washed. I think Tom Brady has made a huge mistake going to Tampa Bay, and this will end very badly. The one thing Tom Brady can't do anymore is throw the ball down. He doesn't have the same arm strength, and I just don't think they have the right quarterback. Tampa Bay will wind up being a disaster.
Welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. Come with us, Out of Bounds, as we discuss and debate the latest topics in the world of sports. We have a great show ahead, so let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Harrison. Thank you for tuning in to today's special broadcast. Today, I want to cover the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Today is going to be a great game. Look forward to seeing it. Before I launch into the show, I want to kind of go over some some really key points about uh, the two quarterbacks. Now, we know Tom Brady is playing in his 10th Super Bowl at 43. So that's where I want to start. To begin the show, I had a, a clip that was kind of going over this path that Tom Brady took. And I want to kind of go over how this began. Now, his last season with the New England Patriots didn't go according to the way he want, wanted to go. He didn't go out um, the way he wanted to go out. And it seemed as if the Patriots had already made up in their mind that they wanted to move on from their quarterback. Now, here's a guy that's won six Super Bowls. He's only played for one franchise. And Logic would think that he would retire a New England Patriot, but that's not the case. And a, you know, a lot of speculations. I'm, I wasn't in the locker room. I wasn't in the organization, but just looking from afar, that him and Bill Belichick had a contentious relationship and it didn't look like it was getting any better because Bill Belichick, like I said, I wasn't in the organization. I don't know this team or the players. This is just looking from the outside, looking in. So I'm not an expert to speak on any of this. It's just, you know, purely off my speculation and gut feeling. And, you know, just over the years, you could just tell how every player that's ever played for New England organization, you know, be it um, other players that had like really, really loud personalities or, you know, outspoken athletes, they get to New England, they seem a bit robotic. Tom Brady was no exception to that. And for a team as successful as it was, the leader would have to buy into this this system. And Tom Brady was exemplary in this in this system. Oftentimes I've heard Bill Belichick as being a tyrant. Not a lot of players really enjoyed the system, but when you win in Super Bowls and you go into the playoffs every year and you have the leader of the team all in, it's really, really difficult to choose against this team if you're deciding you want to sign with this team, especially if you hadn't you know, been to any playoffs or hadn't really won anything. You kind of want to, I, I guess, so to speak, have that opportunity to be able to play for a contender. And New England has been contenders you know, over the last two decades. But going, like I said, going into that, that final year with New England, you know, Tom Brady didn't really have the the season that we normally are accustomed to seeing him have his receivers was last in separation he didn't have the weapons and he looked like a a 42 year old quarterback that was on a decline and at times it, it was it was a little difficult to watch if you was a new england patriot fan which i'm not it was really difficult to kind of see a team and a player at brady's caliber you know, put this type of, you know, play on film. You know, they did make the playoffs. 
But when you're the New England Patriots, making the playoffs is just not enough. It's it's just in it's just not enough. And you really start to think that you know it's it's over at that point. And this was the end of a great era. Tom Brady's last season, you know, you thought that maybe he would probably consider retirement. However, that wasn't the case. Tom Brady, over the course of his career, was taking pay cuts, pay cuts, pay cuts. And when you have a player that's accomplished as Tom Brady taking pay cuts, it's really difficult for players to negotiate higher contracts, really get what they're worth if you have a player as as, as accomplished as Tom Brady making less than what he's worth. So for instance, you're a top player at your position. You're coming over from from another system and really honestly coming from another system going into the Patriots system there has to be an adjustment there has to be an adjustment the way you act the way you approach things because there is a such thing as the Patriot way and the Patriot way starts with taking pay cuts not really making what exactly you're, you know, not making exactly what you're worth. So with that in mind and Tom Brady, you know, completely bought in, this is why you are, you, you see a lot of big name, talented players coming over because it's only to come over to compete in Super Bowls. That was the standard. That was what this team was built on, was making it and winning the Super Bowl every year. And they was able to, you know, make a lot of a lot of Super Bowls. They won a lot of Super Bowls and they was successful. You know, people would also say that this should be America's team because they've won uh, so much and you know been successful um, so much. So, um, but back to Tom Brady. So he signs with Tampa Bay in the offseason and uh, on a two-year deal. I think it was worth about fifty million dollars. Already with the, with that pay rate. That was already more than what he was making with Tampa. I mean, with New England. Sorry. And a lot of people think was was thinking like Tampa Bay. You know, this team hasn't made the playoffs in twelve years. You know, they was 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 the the worst team in the NFL. You know, history wise, Jameis had broken every record when it came to um, passing, I think he had, he had record passing, record touchdowns, 
but he also had record interceptions. He was turning the ball over at a high clip. And one thing we know about Tom Brady, he doesn't really turn the ball over that much. He's very careful with the football, very poised in the pocket. And on paper, you were thinking about, you know, maybe he could make an impact. But like I said, the last season in, in New England wasn't that all that great. And you, you just really just was anxious to see exactly what he was going to do, whether you were a fan or someone that was, that was rooting against Tom Brady. You just really either wanted to see him succeed in this or you want to see him fail. And a lot of people um, didn't really think that Tom Brady would be able to get this team let alone the playoffs to the Super Bowl. Now, this before the season, everybody knew that the Super Bowl was going to be taking place in Tampa Bay. And ironically, he signs with Tampa Bay. And you think that as a player as accomplished as Tom Brady, teams were really going to be fawning over wanting to sign him before the 3-0 signal caller. But no, that wasn't the case. He didn't really have a lot of suitors when he hit free agency. And I and I believe um, they reached out. They reached out to him, and there was a mutual agreement for him to go to Tampa Bay. But you would think that his the free agency would be like a frenzy. This is the first time that Tom Brady is available, and you don't see guys like that available. And we're talking about. Um, arguably the best quarterback in NFL history. People call him the GOAT. And he's available. And it wasn't as big as you would expect. So his songs with Tampa Bay in the middle of a pandemic. So he doesn't get the time to work with the receivers or game plan, there was rumors circulating that he was actually um, going out and throwing footballs at parks, breaking COVID protocols and things like that, trying to meet with his receivers and his new team. And, you know, even more uncertainty when it came to the season because of how everything got started. So you didn't really think that he was going to have the time and the chemistry to be able to gel with this team. And, you know, to begin the season, he had a very contentious relationship. I think, I don't know if it was contentious, but it just seems like it was just kind of awkward. His relationship with Bruce Arians at first, because Bruce was saying some things in the media. Tom really didn't respond too much to it. You know, basically calling him out on plays that, didn't um, end up being, um, I guess what I'm trying to say, Bruce was calling him out on mistakes. And this was publicly after games and press conferences. And, you know, for example, if Tom threw the ball to a receiver and it ended up being picked off, he would, he would be like, well, 
this receiver ran the right route, Tom just didn't make the throw. Or Tom just didn't do that. This is the first time that you actually heard a coach this critical. Even Bill Belichick was 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 careful when it came to what he said in the media about his quarterback. But Bruce Arians, let's just dive into him. He's never coached a team to the Super Bowl. He's been on Super Bowl teams, but he hasn't really been the head coach of a team that actually was going to the Super Bowl. This is the this will be the first time. So you you like kind of looking like the audacity of Bruce Arians calling out Tom Brady. Super Bowl, six Super Bowl uh, on his resume. Just a product of winning. And Bruce Arians <laughs> haven't really done anything comparable to that. And so you're kind of looking like, man, is, is this going to work? So everything kind of unfolds. They get a few wins under the belts. They, I think, I think after week six, they signed AB, and then they got punched them out in New Orleans. I think the first game AB played. And then you're starting to think, like, this team might not even be able to, to beat New Orleans. So, you know, it was a lot of uncertainty. But then they strung together a few wins. A Gronk started looking like Gronk again. Mike Evans was buying in. You know, I think there had to be a conversation to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin from Tom Brady Basically, hey, man, you're going to have to sacrifice some of those Pro Bowls. I don't think they had any Pro Bowl players this year because the goal was not personal accomplishments. This had to be a team effort if they wanted to host the Super Bowl at Raymond James Stadium, which would be the first time. And they they had to sacrifice touches. They had to, you know, they had to buy in. There had to be a buy-in. So after the signing of AB, and a lot of times people a lot of people want to kind of blame you know you know say that you know i don't think it was a good move for them to pick up ab especially mid-season he's a troublemaker how are they going to be able to match i think they just messed up their chemistry but tom brady make no mistake about it signed off on this this was tom brady's move bruce arians at the beginning of the season said we out on ab we're not signing ab because he had him in pittsburgh and so they signed AB, and it was reported that he was going to be staying in Tom Brady's home until he found a home 
um, in Tampa. And Tom Brady, it was going to be up to him to keep A.B. in line. And for the most part, I hadn't really heard anything negative prior to the season, you know, prior to, you know, I think that after that first game, I did hear something about A.B. getting into some trouble before he signed with the team, maybe like a few weeks before. But since signing with Tampa Bay, I hadn't heard any negative news on Antonio Brown. And I think he knows this is going to be his last stop. This is it. Like, even if he has a breakout season, I think that this, I think the last contract that he had was the last big one that he was going to be afforded because every time they, they paid AB, that's when he started acting up every, every single time. So from now on, I don't see a scenario where AB is going to be, uh, guaranteed any significant money he's going to pretty much going to be paying pl- playing for the league minimum or it's going to be an incentive-based contract wherever he plays so you know back to tom so they they finish the season and they make the playoffs you know for the first time but like i said this is not the the goal the goal is to get to the super bowl and win the Super Bowl. This is this is Tom Brady's. Um, this, this is what you measure Tom Brady is winning Super Bowls at this point. So they get to the the playoffs. You know, have some early success. Get their their first playoffs. Get win against the Redskins. I mean, I'm sorry, the the Washington Football Team. It's so hard not to call them that. Um, the Washington Football Team. So they get to, they beat beat them. Then they have the revenge against the New Orleans Saints. And they, I don't know how they did it, but Tom Brady was really careful with the football. They they limited a lot of turnovers. I don't think, even think that Tom Brady even had 200 yards passing. They was able to take what the defense was giving them, um, had a strong running game, and they was able to, pretty much minimize Drew Brees and Sean Payton's game plan and forcing Drew Brees to make errant throws. They picked him off a few few times and they was able to get out of there uh, with a win, setting up uh, a great matchup with Aaron Rodgers the following week. And that, that matchup I thought was going to be a, a, a good matchup because you got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. You got Aaron Rodgers finally playing in the home playoff game, which he's been asking for, you know, for his career ever since he uh, made it to the to Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. He he just always wanted to have a playoff game where he played at Lambeau. So you got the stage set, Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady for the very first time in the playoffs, and I thought it was going to be a shootout. It wasn't. But Tom Brady ended up becoming victorious, and Aaron Rodgers had questions and uncertainty about you know his his playing career, and rightfully so. I mean, this is the runaway MVP, and then you get to the playoffs and you get up against Tom Brady, and you have that finally had that that home playoff game, and you lay an egg, and then you got Tom Brady on the other hand doing the unthinkable, forty three years old. 
taking a team that's not known for winning, installing a Patriot-like philosophy in the locker room, and getting to the Super Bowl. Now, Tom Brady's play, you, he didn't have any wow moment. Well, I feel I, I feel like this is not a typical Tom Brady season. He had a great season. No, make no mistake about that. And it, it didn't show a decline, but it wasn't just a, a, like a season where he was like his numbers were off the charts. And that's not the reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl right now. It's Tom Brady's leadership. It's what he did the other days they wasn't playing. Practices, film session, things like that. When you have a leader, I don't care what any, any out of any organization, when you have a, an efficient leader that can get the most out of your team, out of any kind of organization, if you have the right leadership, it's going to be successful. It wasn't what Tom Brady did on the playing field. It was the times that he was not playing on Sundays. That is why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are where they at right now because of his leadership. He is going to command the whole entire organization to rise up to his level. Bruce Arians had to ditch partially his philosophy because with James, he was throwing the ball all over the football field, taking risks, pushing the ball downfield. That is not Tom Brady's game. Very careful with the football. And when he did push the ball down the field, um, some plays were good, but a lot of times when he did that, it was picked off. That is not his game. To the Super Bowl. Now, if the Chiefs are able to get to Tom Brady, they won't win the Super Bowl. And the reason why I say that, because if you rush Tom Brady in the pocket and he doesn't have time, you're going to be able to pick his pick him off and turn the ball over. And that is the keys to what the, the Chiefs are going to have to do is to get up in Tom Brady's face, get into that pocket, collapse it, and you're going to be able to limit him getting to his weapons. That's what you're going to have to do. Now, on the flip side of that, I don't see Tom Brady pushing the ball down the field. So that's where their running game is going to have to be effective. They're going to have to have Fournette. They're going to have to have Rojo involved heavily in this game to be successful in winning the Super Bowl. It'll be Tampa Bay's second Super Bowl, be Tom Brady's seventh. And that's what they're going to have to do. Their offensive line are going to have to protect him. He's going to have to leave that uh, game with a clean pocket to be able to pick this defense apart. And we already know that the Chiefs um, struggle with the run. That there's no secret. Their secondary has come come alive, but their front four on the defense, um, they're if that they're gonna have to get to Tom Brady, and I don't see a scenario where they're gonna be able to um, get to him effectively. 
so like I said, the running game is going to have to be a, a key, um, a key philosophy for this game for, for Tampa Bay. I don't see Tom pushing the ball down the field much during this game. So I'm looking at maybe if I was a, if I was a big man, I would say Tom Brady is probably going to have to throw for about, it's going to be under 200 yards. And that's where, you know, you're going to have to have Fournette and Ronald Jones heavily involved today. Now, on the other side of the ball, same thing. But I think Tampa Bay has the personnel to get to Patrick Mahomes. Shaq Barrett have a great game. You're going to have to have Sue. He's going to have to have a great game. Now, Sue is... And Duncan Sue is not the same in Duncan Sue from the Detroit days. Those days are, but he still is going to be a factor. Now, their secondary, it got torched the last time that they played the Chiefs. Tyreek had a field day and just kind of shifting the focus to him. I mean, you can, you know, roll the coverage to him. I mean, it it doesn't matter um, because then if you do that, you leaving Tyreek. I heard Sammy Watkins is going to be available which he was a big factor in their Super Bowl win last year. Um, if they can just get anything out of Sammy, they got they got so many weapons. They are so stacked offensively, and they overwhelm anybody's defense. And the key for this, like this game, is not going to be Tom Brady. It's going to have to be their front four on defense. Stopping Patrick Mahomes. That is what they're going to have to do in order for them to win. This is going to have to be a battle of defense because if you can limit Patrick Mahomes, because you're not going to be able to stop him. So you're going to have to be able to limit how much he gets to Tyreek, how much he's able to um, get to his other weapon. That is what you're going to have to do to be able to stop this high powered offense. And I think if, if they do that, then they can win. And the same thing with the, the Chiefs. If they can able to get to Tom Brady, they're going to be able to um, win this matchup. So to kind of end the show, I'm conflicted. Not really. I, I just want to see a good game. I'm not going one way or the other. It'd be nice to see a great story with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have, I believe, four black assistant coaches which i would love to see like that that was that's that to me that's very important that they have so many uh they have so much diversity on that team and i i would love to see them win just because they have so much diversity on the on, on both sides of the football i love it um so i would like that but then on the flip side of that, you know, I kind of like what, you know, things are going with the Chiefs. You know, you got Patrick Mahomes. He's coming coming of age. Um, so this is the goat versus the kid. And the kid is a baby goat. And I think that we're in for a great treat today. I think that nobody would be disappointed about this, this Super Bowl. Uh, if I was, I guess, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a high-scoring Super Bowl because of what Patrick Mahomes can do. I don't see them stopping him. So, you know, you're just going to have to limit him. So 
I, I would say the Super Bowl is probably going to be, you know, in the 30s. Like you, you less than anything less than 30, you're going to lose Super Bowl. So I think that, that the winner is going to have to have at least 38 points to to secure a victory today. Um, and I can't I can't give a pick. I, I can't give a pick. So I'm just interested to see what's going to happen, how it's going to unfold. Um, I, I think that today is going to be a great day. Um, the weather, if the weather holds up, I did hear something about, um, the weather being a factor, but I don't, I don't think out there in Tampa, but I think it's just going to be a great football game. Hopefully the rain holds up, but, um, that's, that's the show for today. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to this special broadcast. And, um, I look forward to doing more football content in the future this is going to be my first one that i did this whole entire season i was too consumed with basketball but i want to do more nfl content and which i probably will do more in the future um you know trying to get more involved with that get some more um, analysts involved uh, from other podcasts and things like that some more contributors to the the football side of out of bounds um but that's the end of the show for today uh, stay tuned for more uh, coming up this week. I will be doing more Mavs post-game coming up for next show. So I'm going to be putting more of those together. So be on the lookout for that. And that's our show for today. Uh, thank you for listening. If you love the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.